friends, to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I'm your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode 28. The NBA playoffs are finally here, and we're going to cover each of the single matchups. Going to give you my thoughts, my predictions. Going to go over the bracket uh, now that it's set, the play-in games, you name it. We're going to talk about it, The dra- <laughs> including the drama that happened today, uh, this being Sunday, Easter Sunday. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody had a wonderful Easter and wonderful weekend and a wonderful week. Again, this is the time we've all been waiting for. I joked about it with my wife watching the Boston Bruins, New Jersey Devils game this weekend, uh, which the Devils lost two to one, which bummed about it. Um, I hate Brad Marchant so much. I can't even put it into words. So we're going to leave it at that. However, I have never had my basketball and hockey team in the playoffs really at the same time. And at least not forever. And I am very excited. But that said, the stress that that Bruins Devils game brought me, uh, I don't know if I am in a place physically, emotionally, spiritually. uh, I don't think I'm ready for the playoffs for hockey, for the Devils or the NBA for the Sixers. (laughs) But we've got no choice because it's what we've all waited for. And uh, we're here. We are absolutely here. Can't wait to talk about it. We'll, again, dive into each matchup. But uh, before we do so, wanted to dive in and uh, uh, my segment with Jer, our brotherly love and hate segment, brought to you by our guys at PHI Apparel Co. So without further ado, here is uh, Jer. Brotherly love and hate segment is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel, providing you unique designs and high-quality clothing. Some of our favorite Philly stuff. Again, PHI Apparel, grateful for them. Jer, welcome, my friend. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> good. Did I catch you off guard? You did. I don't know why, because you ask me the same thing every time, but I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm I'm happy. It's Easter, good. and I'm happy. Good, dude. We had a good Easter today. Yeah, it was great Easter. Was nice great... day. Finally, the snow is melting, so. No kidding. Yeah, here in Utah, it what did it get to seventy today? Uh, I saw it at sixty nine. Okay, yeah, so it it was seventy. It was delightful. Today was the first, probably the second warm, second warm day in of the year. Had to Seriously. be this. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, I actually thought about it. I thought as I was doing an Easter egg hunt, which yeah, am I too old? Maybe, but I love, <laughs> I love it. I love Easter, so I was doing it. And I thought in my head, this is the perfect weather. Very, very slight breeze, mm-hmm. 70 degrees, sunny. Oh, it's perfect. I could have yeah. this weather every day. No, I agree. I said the same thing. McCall, my wife, was like, no, I want it to be a little bit warmer. My favorite weather is, like you said, slight breeze. So you can get away with like a light jacket or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was perfect today. I wish we were golfing on Easter. That would be nice. I thought that same thing. That was the only thing that would have made today better. I agree. I agree with you. All right. Let's lead into your loves and hates. Last week, I think you started with a love. Do you right. want to continue and start with the love or do you want to hit us with the, your your hate of the week? Why would we change up how we've been doing Good it call. when it's going so well? Why would Great we call. do that? Hit us with your love. Okay. I'm going to stay on the holiday theme. Easter okay. theme. I love... Cadbury eggs and Reese's eggs. Okay. Those are the best 
Easter candy, and it's not even close. Hands down, the best Easter candy. Reese's eggs. Now, hear me out. Reese's Christmas trees rival Easter eggs, but or Reese's eggs, but I think I'm I'm leaning more towards the Reese's eggs. Because they, I think I think people the ratio I think is perfect. People, okay, I was gonna say I think people will argue because I think some people will say, well, wait, it's the same thing, but you're saying no. it's a ratio. It's a ratio. It's a ratio. And not, I'm not talking like the ones that are actually small and look like, like a robin egg, like a whopper egg. No, yeah, yeah, get yeah. those out of here. That's bad. The actual Reese's eggs that are like flat kind of, you know what I'm talking about. I do. I do. Yes. The it looks just like the Christmas of, tree. It's just the Easter. Right. Right. The ratio of peanut butter to chocolate is just wonderful. It's perfect. That's a good, that's a good love. Uh, we talked about it uh, at lunch at mom's, but my daughter has a severe peanut allergy, yeah. uh, like a severe, severe one, like EpiPen bad. And right. that's McCall's favorite candy of all time is the Reese's eggs. And she had to just give them up. No more. Yeah. What a sacrifice. What a, what a, a showing of, of true love by McCall to give up <laughs> the greatest candy ever invented. <laughs> Mom of the year. What a boy. I agree. What she a should get some award or something for that. Maybe. I, I don't know. You should agree. pay her or something. I don't know. That's amazing. <laughs> I agree. That's okay. Those are good loves. I don't think anybody would argue there. I don't even, I can't even think of a candy that would rival either one of those that you get on Easter. Like what? Yeah. Jelly beans come in Easter no, egg. Get real. M&Ms, get real with Skittles. That. The stupid Whopper eggs. Get that out of here. Oh yeah. I haven't had you one know what I'm talking about. ever. I know. And I, I don't want it. to. I love that you did an Easter egg hunt today. I did. I did, I did do that. And the best part is I helped hide them. <laughs> so I knew where all the good eggs were. Oh, I ended up with $100 cash. No way. Did you really? No, no. But oh. I did hide the money. So I knew that, I let the kids get those. But That's a good move. Good move. Thank you. All right. Let's hear your hate. Okay. I hate when I'm at a restaurant and a server drops a plate or a glass i feel so bad for that server because i can only imagine what they're feeling right (laughs) everyone's looking at them sometimes you know you might have a jerk who claps like come on get real what hold on no 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 you've been in a place when somebody's clapped when something's dropped yeah it was me Uh, okay (laughs) that was a joke but i have i have someone clapped right um, what? Why would anyone clap? I don't know. They think they're funny. It might have been a high school kid. I have no idea. But I hate that feeling. And it popped into my brain because it was probably like a year ago. We were at Original Pancake House, which is wonderful. It is great. Agreed. And I made the decision. Like we woke up early. It was Saturday. You know, it was like 7 30, 8 o'clock. Went over. My wife and I were eating. Um, and I have just slides on and hoodie, whatever. And for some reason, I was too lazy to put on socks. So that's that's first, like rule number oh. one, throw some socks on, right? Uh, oh, no. And the server dropped a plate. And it was probably, I don't know, like eight feet away, 10 feet away. And it shattered. A piece of that plate shot over, stuck into my foot. No okay? way. It's this stuck? is real. Stuck in my foot. It was, it was a little, right? Like, I don't know, an eighth of an inch, right? So it's a little guy. 
So I look down, I'm like, ow, that hurt. And I see the piece of plate and I take, take it out and it starts bleeding. Um, <laughs> like, there's no way this is happening. And so my wife's like, what happened? And I show her, I like put my bare foot up and show her the blood's coming out. Uh, anyway, the, the manager comes out, apologizes and brings me a bandaid. Um, so that's real. It's a true story that happened. Um, that one, I didn't feel so bad for the server because I was injured, but, um, learn a valuable lesson. Don't go without yeah, socks. You, you got to wear socks. I yeah, agree. That was, that was on me. That's that one's I, on me. I will say this. I think socks and slides is a West coast thing. Um, yeah, maybe when we, me and you, when we were out in Philly, uh, when I drove out with you, when you did your internship and we went to a Phillies game, right. I, we got just literally drove right to the game, got out of the car. And I was wearing socks with slides and people on Twitter joke about like what it's like being bullied or harassed by like young kids in Philly. And yeah. I did. I literally, we walked to the corner uh, mm-hmm. to get into the stadium and a group of kids like was pointing and laughing. And I know that's what it was because one of them right. was like, nice socks. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, what? And then we got inside the stadium and somebody else made a comment as well. I was a why I, were you wearing socks and slides to the baseball game? Well, we had just got out of the car for a road trip. I didn't you change. switch. There's no way you didn't bring another pair of shoes. No, I didn't. Well, uh, to the trip I did, but I just yeah. didn't think. And so uh, what I ended up doing was I was a victim of the bullying, and I went into the bathroom and took off my socks. So I was barefoot in slides at the Phillies. Wow. Game. Yeah, I don't rough. remember that. And I'm really sorry. <laughs> I wasn't there to support you. I was there at the game with you. I know. I didn't even say me. I didn't even say anything. I felt you so, you I felt spoke so up, bad, man. I know it was a rough go. Um, well, random question. Uh, was that the time you saw Tony Finau? And- no, oh, no, it wasn't that. That actually was was more recent. That was like, I don't know, five, six months ago. I, uh, I wish spot, though. I almost sat. It was basically I was sitting in the same booth and, and saw him there. Um than I was when I got the the piece of play stuck in my foot. So I wish that would have happened when he was there. I wonder if he would have done anything. Probably. I bet he would have. He would have said something, maybe. For sure. Maybe, maybe he could have Here's got the thing. How how did the manager not offer to pay for a meal? Or like, hey, here's a free side of bacon. If or you like, would here's have, an orange juice. If you would have put up a fight, uh hundred percent he they would have comped your breakfast. But I, I didn't know you're think not. about it. I, I know, and you're not that person. Out of my foot. <laughs> yeah. So that's amazing. All right, those yeah. those that's fantastic. I can't believe that happened. Great love, great hate. Let's jump to the sports world now. Give me something you're currently loving in sports. Okay, I am loving the NBA drama today. Yes, holy, holy moly. moly, it's awesome. <laughs> it's is so great. Just with Rudy throwing a punch yeah and then you've got uh plumley and uh bones highland fighting as well like what's yeah. going on uh, then to top it off you've got someone recording kyle anderson um in the in the locker room talking crap about rudy yeah what a what a wild day yeah it, if i mean clearly those teams i mean the, the the clippers are a playoff team like they're not even in the play-in so right. I don't understand what that was all about, but the and that no punches were thrown. They just like got in each other's face yeah, and argued little, like that's a normal show. thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. But the whole I mean, I, I've dived deeper into it on this episode, but the entire drama surrounding the 
Timberwolves this whole season is so insane and yeah. so terrible that this this season is literally a season straight from hell for them. And today right. capped it off perfectly with McDaniels punching the wall, breaking his hand, Rudy yeah. punching Kyle Anderson, then getting sent home. And probably from what I'm reading, going to get suspended for the playing game. And crazy. Yeah. And then the employee, just a total clown recording stuff and leaking it in the locker room. What a what a weird, what a weird day. It uh, Somebody said it a while ago, but it is the NBA is the it's the greatest. What is it? It's the greatest reality television show on the planet. It seriously is. It really is. And today was a fantastic episode. I would watch it again. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. wonderful. Yeah. Right. And right before the plan. Rudy's reach. Amazing. Yeah. He has long limbs. Yeah. Look at the that. Pu- that. The punch was hilarious, but it was it was a punch. There's no arguing. It wasn't. It was a punch. It was a little jab. It took forever to develop because he's long arms. The, a lot of, that's a little little jab to the chest. But hey, can you blame Kyle Anderson, though? You know that everyone on that team's like, what did we give up to get this guy? Oh, yeah, everybody has to be. The fans are feeling it across the yeah. NBA. They have to be feeling it, too. Well, now you're look, like with what happened today. I'm sure the the team feels it, too. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. But the leaked audio. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. say it all, but the leaked audio clip says y'all kiss his blank way too much, telling me to focus. The blank is wrong with y'all. Y'all got a decision to make this summer. So. Just off that clip alone makes me think, okay, this isn't the first time. Like, if, right. like, I don't know. I, I would be fascinated to find out what else is going on, but I think you're right. I think that the players are clearly frustrated because did you see Terry and Prince jump up immediately and like get in Rudy's face and shove him? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mess. What a mess. Anyway, it Crazy, is very fun. But so entertaining. Good. Yeah, Love it's good it. drama. It's great drama. Yeah. All right. Give us uh, your sports world hate. Okay. I got two of them. Okay. The first one is O'Neal Cruz today. Yeah. Fracturing his ankle, sliding into home home plate. Yeah. That, that sucks. Is he because he's so fun to watch. He's awesome, right? Yeah. Um, and so honestly, any player like fracturing their ankles brutal, but just watching him do it, terrible. It was, you know, bench clearing brawl afterwards. Cause I, I think the catcher stood up and, and kind of said something. Now, if you watch the clip, I don't know why he's sliding like that. Like, it was the most awkward slide ever. He slid so late. Like, I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he was trying to get in the baseline so it hit him in the back or something so he'd be safe. But regardless, terrible decision to to slide that late. But it was was bad, and I feel bad because he's he's awesome. He is awesome. That's something I hate. I agree. He's good for baseball. He's awesome for baseball. And it sucks. I completely agree. The slide was really awkward. But the fact that the catcher felt like cool, like he needed to like stand over him and yell something. I don't think anybody, at least of what I saw, nobody was arguing the play, but everyone was pissed off that the catcher felt all tough guy and stood over him and yelled something when O'Neill Cruz is rolling around on the ground screaming. That sucks. That was bad. So I hated that. All right. That's a good Um, one. What's your second one? The one, the other one I hated was the fact that when we were at the masters, the tree didn't fall on my foot <laughs> because can you imagine, can you imagine that's free masters for life just for a few broken, you know, feet. 
Yes. Or toes, broken foot, <laughs> few broken toes. Like that's worth it. So for anybody who doesn't know at the masters, what was it yesterday? Two days ago? Uh, I think it's two days ago. Maybe I think so too. This weekend, uh, the weather was really bad and a tree, a group of trees fell over Yeah, and nobody got hurt. Everybody got out of the way. But the entire time we were at the masters, Jer kept saying, man, I hope I get hit with the drive. Man, I hope yeah. I get hit by this golf cart. Man, I hope that Guys, a tree I'm falls happy. on me. I am happy. It <laughs> makes me sound not happy, but no, you I, said it in a way of like, what could I get if that happened? Yeah. And then Cheers. a tree really falls. And the first thing that happens is you text uh, me and Jake and say, you're kidding. I wish. Why couldn't that have been on my leg? Yeah. And then you'd be known as the guy who got hit by the master's tree. You're right. And you would show up every year and you would probably like people would recognize you. You would be the face of it. I want to be the face of that. That I wanted. I I wish that was me. (laughs) So that's the other thing I hate. That that was given that opportunity. Those are good. I, I hate that for you. I'm sorry. Thank you. That is good. All right. Those are fantastic. Jer, thanks again. Another another great segment. I'll uh, I'll chat with you next week. Okay. Chat with you soon. Okay, friends. We're several episodes in, and by now you know I'm a huge fan of Griffles Plasma. There's a lot to know about this topic. For starters, who needs plasma, why it is needed, and why it is important to set up and donate. Diving right in, who needs plasma? Anyone. Anyone could need plasma at any time. A stranger, a family member, a dude sitting next to you at a Sixers game. Why is it needed? Because plasma makes medicines. Different kinds of medicines for many different people and all kinds of situations. Point is, there's lots of reasons to step up. People count on people like you for these medicines. You're compensated when you donate, and it's just a cool thing to do. You spread good in the world. You show your good side. Find a center near you at grifflesplasma.com when you donate. Tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. I want to tell you about the easiest way to get some action on the NBA. It's Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Just pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite player's stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can also pick from Rivals, which pits two players against each other for a head-to-head matchup. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use the code TBF24, that's TBF24, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. All right, we're starting right at the top. Let's start with the playing games, and let's start with the Pelicans and the Thunder. Now, let's start with the Thunder on the Oklahoma City side. I absolutely love the way that the Thunder have been playing. I've loved the way that they've been playing all season, but especially recently. The I mean, let's be real. The fact that they're even in the playoff picture is nothing short of amazing. They have help on the way with Chet coming in next season. SGA is already a first-team All-NBA talent. Jalen Williams has a legitimate argument for Rookie of the Year if it wasn't for Paulo kind of running away with it for the whole first half of the season. Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy is the most 
athletic, unathletic player I've ever seen in the league. Now, let me rephrase that because he is extremely athletic. But you watch that dude play and the game is so simple. It is so simple to him. Watching everything that he does on the court is just effortless. And it is awesome. Dario is and always will be the homie. Isaiah Joe makes me sad, but is the perfect fit for them. The Thunder are awesome. I love Oklahoma City and what they've got going on. Now, the Pelicans on the New Orleans side, they are funny. This has been quite the roller coaster of a season for them. Ingram is finally back and healthy, thank goodness, and he is balling. I love CJ McCollum. He's been doing it all year. I love the emergence of Trey Murphy. The dude is a stud. I love him so much. Valanchunitz is a solid big. You know what you're getting with him. However, there are truly times that I forget that Zion Williamson is even on the team. I'm not kidding. There are videos of, of him working out that come out every so often. There are reports that now he's out, not just for the play-in, but probably the playoffs because they're playing it safe. A friend of mine said earlier this year, he called Zion the biggest bust ever. And I fought back. I argued with it. But if this continues, it's going to be really hard not to agree with. It's really sad. I like Zion. I really enjoy watching him play basketball. He needs to be healthy. They obviously know this. They want this. That's why they're being careful. But as basketball fans, we need Zion Williamson healthy. So without him, I just don't see it. I mean, this game, I think it's going to be close, uh, but I've got the Thunder. I got the Thunder winning in a close one. Shout out my guy, Cone, the only Thunder fan that I know. Let's jump to the Lakers and Wolves side. And we have, <gasps> oh, we've got to start with the Wolves. What the hell happened to them today? Jared and I talked about it in our segment but Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson get into it on the bench. Kyle Anderson obviously says some things. Apparently, they got into it at half as well. Names, words were exchanged, you name it. And Rudy threw a punch at Anderson. He immediately gets sent home. Earlier in the game, Jaden McDaniels, who is the Timberwolves' breakout star this year, first team defense, has to be, punches a wall. Woj ends up reporting that he has a fractured hand. He's obviously out. What a nightmare of a day and of a... Uh, ending of a season and a full season for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm getting like stuffed up talking about it because I just, I can't even believe it. This all stems back to the Rudy Gobert trade. It really does. It has been downhill from there for them. Let's give you just a friendly reminder. We talked about it last week, but let's give you another friendly reminder of what the Timberwolves gave up. They get Rudy Gobert. That's it. They give up Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, I don't know who this guy is, Leandro Balmaro, Walker Kessler, who is better than Rudy Gobert, Jared Vanderbilt, a 2023rd first round pick, 2025 first round pick, 2026 pick swap, 2027 first round pick, 2029 first round pick. I am just, I am speechless. That is so much. <laughs> it amazes me every time I see it. That is truly unbelievable. It's hard to feel good about the Wolves, especially after losing McDaniels, especially after what happened between Rudy and Anderson today. Uh, I, they're a nightmare. Now, let's look at it from the Lakers' side. The Lakers are finally healthy again. They got healthy at the right time. LeBron is playing like LeBron. AD is playing like AD. Yes, he could get hurt at any time. Nobody's holding their breath. We don't want him to, but it could happen just because we've seen it over and over and over. And their trade deadline uh, additions of Jared Vanderbilt, Beasley, D'Lo, they traded for Hachimura, Reeves just all of a sudden out of nowhere is a good NBA talent. They're a dangerous team. They really are. I've got them over the Wolves. That one's easy. 
And truly, the Lakers are going to give the Wolves, or uh, excuse me, the Lakers are going to give the Grizzlies a run for their money. And we'll talk about the Grizzlies just in a sec. Look, does part of me kind of wish that they would lose that game and then beat the winner of the Thunder and Pels to play the Nuggets first round? Eh, I'd be lying if I said no. <laughs> truly. So let's touch on the Grizzlies just for a second. Uh, Kenny Lofton Jr. tonight. They just barely signed him. Uh, he's been in the G League for them. Draft pick, stud. Did you see what he did tonight? Did anybody see what he did tonight? A little friendly reminder of what his uh, game is. He's the big lefty, but he's kind of like a undersized big. Almost, I don't want to say Zach Randolph, but like kind of Zach Randolph. That's who he reminds me of. Maybe a little bit more skilled Zach Randolph. I don't know. I don't want to say that. Maybe that's absolute blasphemy, but that's who he reminds me of. And he is a stud, a genuine stud. The dude balled out, had 42 points, 17 for 25 from the field, had 14 rebounds, played 40 minutes for them. It's pretty awesome. Truly, truly pretty awesome. He's 6'7". He's listed as a forward. The dude just gets it done. Big lefty. So yeah, maybe the Zebo comparison actually was pretty good. Anyway, another fun little Grizzly stat. Luke Kennard, officially after today. Ended the season shooting 49.4% from three. That's the highest single season three-point percentage in NBA history for a player with four or more three-point attempts in a game. That's awesome. I really like Luke Kennard. I don't know. The Grizzlies are fun, but I just, all the drama surrounding them with jaw and all that. Yes, he's back. I don't know. I just don't have that same fire and same love for the Grizzlies that I once did. Anyway, that's, they, they will play a, a winner. They'll probably play the Lakers. And yes, I think that that series is actually going to be good. Now let's jump over to the Raptors and Bulls. This is easy. Now we're going to kind of just give a little bit of a breakdown of exactly what I think is going to happen in the East play-ins. So you've got obviously the Raptors and the Bulls playing, and you've got the Heat and the Hawks playing. The Heat and the Hawks are in that 7-8 matchup, so the winner will play Boston. I think Miami wins that. Very easily, I think they win that game. Miami is a weird team. However, they are a good team. We have seen what they can do. I really like that matchup with them in Boston. Especially really like it as a Sixers fan. I don't know. I feel good about that. I think Miami will give Boston a legitimate run for their money. Jimmy Butler can win you a playoff series. He really can. So that's what I think happens. I think the Raptors beat the Bulls. And I think the Raptors will beat the Hawks. The Hawks are, are just, I don't know. They're, they aren't good. I mean, if it's any indication, the Sixers just beat them the other night with basically the the Delaware Bluecoats, their G League team. Fresh off of a G League championship, might I add. Shout out Jalen Springer. Shout out Mac McClung. You love to see it. But I, I'm not sold. I don't, I don't like the Hawks. I never have. And I really don't like them this year. The Raptors are confusing how they're a 500 team. It doesn't really make sense to me. I mean, you look at their roster, they haven't lost anybody. Scotty, yes, they've been a little bit banged up here and there. Scotty Barnes is awesome. I love their role players. Fred Van Vliet, awesome. I don't know. I, I, I really like them, and I see them going up against Milwaukee, and I don't think that they will beat them <laughs> by any means. I think that there will be a couple games that are close, but the Grizzlies have that on lock. And honest, or the, the Bucks, I'm sorry, have that on lock. And honestly, we'll talk about this matchup in a second, but I don't know. I, I really like the Bucks 
path to the Eastern Conference Finals a lot. But that's what I've got. I've got the Heat over the Hawks, and I've got the Raptors over the Bulls, and then I've got uh, I've got the Raptors beating the Hawks to play in that eighth seed against the Bucks. And I didn't say this in the Western Conference, but also with the Thunder beating the Pelicans, um, and then the T Wolves losing to the Lakers. That's who I think. I honestly think the Thunder are going to win that and match up against Denver. That's my prediction. So there you go. Now let's start in the East. We got to talk about Cleveland and New York. I think this season and this series has got a ton of headlines written all over it. Obviously the season with Donovan Mitchell not getting traded to where he wanted to in New York, but rather to Cleveland. Now he gets to show them at MSG firsthand what they missed out on. All because they were super stingy, even though I was told that Donovan Mitchell was never even an option to get traded to New York. I really, really am going to enjoy this series. And I'm going to enjoy it from both sides of it. The Cavs are fun. I really like Donovan Mitchell. I really like Darius Garland. I really, really like what they've got down low with Jared Allen and Mobley. I feel very good about them. Now look, the Knicks are also fun. What Quickly has been doing has been unbelievable. What Brunson has done this season has been unbelievable. And what Julius Randle has done for parts of the season is unbelievable. They are fun. I do not love their situation down low with Mitchell Robinson at all. Um, Again, no knock on him. I just don't like that. Um, And I don't like how they fare against Cleveland's bigs. I think that this series goes five, six games. I've got Cleveland coming out of it. And that Cleveland matchup with with Milwaukee in round two, I cannot wait to see it. But this series, again, going to be very fun to watch. But I have the Cavs coming out in five or six. Jumping down to the Sixers and Nets. Now, as a Sixers homer and as a big Sixers fan, this is the matchup that I wanted first round. Now, shout out to the Sixers. 54 wins actually is the third best record in the league. It goes Milwaukee, Boston, Philly. Pretty awesome. It's the most wins since 2001 for the Sixers. And it's sounding more and more like Joel Embiid is going to be named the MVP. You're all probably sick of me talking about that, but I'm not. He's my favorite player. And I'm going to talk about it. Uh, It just came out as of tonight on Bill Simmons' new podcast that it turns out a couple of the Ringer guys actually voted for Embiid, and that being Bill Simmons and Ryan Rossillo. I'm shocked by it. I'm thrilled with it. If they give, if we get two MVP votes from the Ringer for Embiid, that is a huge win. Huge win. It honestly is becoming like more and more real that that Joel really might pull us off. He really actually might be the MVP, which is hard to even wrap my mind around, and we'll do an entire episode dedicated to that whenever it comes out. Anyway, I love this matchup. I love what the Nets have been doing. I have been very outspoken about that. It's not a secret. Everybody who listens to this knows how I feel about Mikael Bridges. I love him. I think he's good enough to win them a game. I really do. I think that he is going to ball out. The Sixers are going to have an off night. I can't wait to see what they do down low with Embiid. I mean, Claxton is going to pick up four fouls in the first half every single game. Um, And then what do they do? I don't know. But I'm predicting it now. I think Bridges is going to go off one game. Seth Curry is going to hit a couple dagger threes. It's going to hurt us because we miss him. And they're going to sneak one game away. But I've got this series for Philly. Locked up in four game or in five games, excuse me, six games. Uh, I would be shocked by. I think Philly closes us out in five, 
and hopefully gets on a nice little roll. Name of the game is health. It has been all year, but stay healthy. Get through that series healthy. Please, I beg of you. We do not need this bug falling around in bead where some freak accident happens again and he breaks his face, breaks his hand, whatever it is. We need Embiid to be happy. Health, uh, of course we need him to be happy. <laughs> That's funny. We need him to be healthy. Getting through the second round, which is going to be a battle, as I mentioned, uh, from that winner of the Miami-Boston series, which I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know. I, I still have Boston. However, I think that that series legitimately can go six, maybe even seven games. Maybe I'm underselling Boston, but I really, really like the Heat when they put it together. They just haven't put it together all season. But if they can put it together at the right time, I feel really good about that. But I'm going Boston. Um, Jason Tatum's just too much. I mean, he just became the first player in Celtics history to average 30 points a game. Like, that's unbelievable. I love to This is the perfect way I put it. I was just talking uh, with somebody about this uh, the other day, about the Celtics. I don't hate Tatum. I don't hate Brown. I hate the Celtics. As a Sixers fan, I hate the Celtics. But I don't hate those guys. You know how I feel about Al Horford. He's enough to make me hate an entire city. But I don't hate Tatum. I don't hate Brown. Everything that's been trending with Jalen Brown, it's been weird about breaking them up. And But then Brown kind of comes out and tries to save face afterwards. I don't know. That's going to be a very interesting offseason. However, I really like both those dudes' games. And I'm going to be very curious to see how they match up with Miami. And again, it's just going to be if Miami can put it together. But I expect Boston to still win that series. And that Celtics Sixers round two is probably going to kill me, uh, but it is going to be a matchup. And I really do. Yes. The Sixers barely snuck one game out and they didn't even play Jalen Brown and Robert Williams didn't play um, when Embiid went off, but I still feel good about our matchup and how we match up with this team against Boston. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. That's ball, folks. Brotherly love and hate segment is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Co. provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philly. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. Listeners to our show can use the promo code TBF10 for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. Again, that's TBF10 for 10% off anything on the site. PHI Apparel Company, the one-stop shop for Philly sports apparel. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L 
V-A-N-29.com. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? Are you tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. Hopping back over to the West. Let's start with that Nuggets-Thunder uh, round one matchup after I think the Thunder win that uh, play-in game. Look, I think the Nuggets will win it uh, again. If the Lakers somehow end up losing that first game against the Wolves and then winning that second one, I think the Lakers legitimately could beat the Nuggets. I'm not just saying that. That's not bashing anybody. I truly think that they could. The Thunder, however, if they get in there like I think they will... I think the Nuggets make I, – I, the Thunder could sneak a game away, but I think that the Nuggets will win that series in five games. That's all I'm going to say. Jokic does what Jokic does. He's unbelievable. The matchup with how that roster is constructed, especially this year, is unbelievable. And I don't think the Thunder have enough firepower to stop it. But let me say this. All this talk in the national media has been the most pressure on any player in the entire league this postseason is Nikola Jokic. I kind of agree. I kind of don't. The reason that there is pressure on him, obviously, is he is the back-to-back MVP. He really hasn't done anything past that. Yes, he's made it past the second round of the conference finals. One time it was in the bubble. They got destroyed. Doesn't matter. That's in the past, but he does have pressure. This is the best roster he's had. It's not close. Jamal Murray is back to Jamal Murray. Aaron Gordon, again, I laughed at that trade. Aaron Gordon is balling out. He's the perfect player to play with Jokic. Their bench is better. Their depth is better. They look better. Their young guys are even playing better. Yes, the Nuggets are on a weird skid right now. Jokic sat those games. Obviously, it's kind of funny just from the whole MVP standpoint. Sat those games, clearly throwing in the towel. Uh, The Jazz end up beating them. Uh, just last night, like very, very strange. They have not looked good over their last several games, like five games or so. Um, I think they've only won one game in April, but there are two games, excuse me. Uh, That said, I think that this is the best roster they've had with Jokic. I expect them to make work of the Thunder in the first round. And again, you heard my thoughts on the Thunder. Jumping down to probably the best series and the best first round matchup in the Phoenix Suns and the LA Clippers. So let's talk about this. Let's let's first start with the uh with the Suns. Since KD has come back, they have virtually been unstoppable. Truly. They are they have to be the favorites coming out of the West. Not close. I think that they are fantastic. I think that they are fun to watch. It's hard to argue what they have done. Uh, again, since KD came back. Yes, they lost to the Lakers uh, the other night, but again, that was not the full Suns team. Nobody played for them. So just looking at their roster top to bottom, again, since KD came back, there is nothing to dislike. Truly nothing. When KD is doing what he does, Booker has been just dominating all season. Somehow has gone kind of underrated, under the radar a little bit. Booker is balling, and he's awesome. Chris Paul is just taking the back seat to not only Booker all season, but now he's taking the back seat to Durant. 
You look at their starting lineup, what they've got Okogie in there, who is a really good defender. He doesn't require shots at all. Durant is going to get it done. Booker's going to get it done. This is Chris Paul's best and easiest path to a ring, which sounds funny because he's had some amazing rosters uh, during his career. This is his best and easiest path to a ring. And then they've got DeAndre Ayton down low, who I will say this, Bismack Biombo is a good backup center. I know I talked about that, but they have some depth off the bench. They really do. Campaign is a good backup point guard. Shamit, who's just getting back healthy, is a good guy coming off the bench who can light it up. Terrence Ross, another gunner who comes off the bench who lights it up. How about TJ Warren? We forget about him. He is a gunner who can come off the bench. You've got Torrey Craig coming off the bench to play defense. That is most likely going to be their playoff uh, lineup. And I'm, I, I really, really like it. I really do. And then you flip the coin and we look at what the Clippers have to offer, who also are a deep team. They might be the deepest team in the whole league. They really might be. So if they start their lineup, uh, obviously Paul George is hurt. However, he was seen without crutches. Who knows what that is going to look like? Maybe he's back for the first round. Maybe he comes back halfway through the first round. That's going to be a big factor. But even if he doesn't, Westbrook has been playing unbelievable lately. They've got Gordon Covington has been getting minutes uh, from the Morris twin, who he should have been giving minutes to the entire time. Batum has been awesome. Kawhi is Kawhi. Like, seeing him do what he's done, it gives him PTSD as a Sixers fan. But that dude's automatic in the playoffs. He's automatic all the time. Zubat's great backup, or great big, and he's got a great backup in Plumlee. Terrence Mann, we know what he does. He is great off the bench. Norm Powell, great off the bench. Bones Highland, who's been getting more minutes, great off the bench. They're deep, man. They've got a good squad. Also, Eric Gordon. And then when Paul George, yeah, it, it's I, I really, really like them. However, uh, the Suns are just too much. But I think that it all is going to depend for me on when Paul George comes back. But even if he does, I think the Suns are too much. But however, I think they win this series in six games. It could go seven. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. But I've got the Suns coming out. Let's just let's keep it in L.A. and in California, and let's just swing down a little bit. We got an in-state battle with the Sacramento Kings, the darling story, Cinderella story of the Sacramento Kings, all season long, matched up against the Golden State Warriors. Now, this one hurts because I like the Kings a lot. But if you're the Warriors, you're pumped out of your mind that this is your first-round matchup. The Kings don't have anybody who has proven anything in the playoffs. And that sucks because they are fun. However, I think they're going to be fun for the foreseeable future. Yes, Harrison Barnes is getting a little bit older, but their roster will only get better. They are only going to get better. Their young core of De'Aaron Fox, Sabonis, how about the freak of nature, Keegan Murray, the rookie out of Iowa, just broke the rookie three-point record by a lot. Kevin Herter, absolute flamethrower, red velvet, love him. I really, really like the Kings. I love Malik Monk off the bench. I feel, I just feel sad because they get matched up with the Warriors, who almost every single person on their roster has proven it in the playoffs multiple, multiple times. It's hard to bet against the Warriors come playoff time, and I'm not about to start doing it. I've got the Warriors winning this series. Again, it sounds funny because the Warriors just can't piece it together. I think the Kings come out, a home game. I think they win game one. Everybody's like, oh, wow. And then I think the Warriors kick it into overdrive. And I think that they win this in five or six games. 
I really do. And I feel sad saying that because the Kings are awesome. I think they're for real, too. I don't think that they were just like a darling fun story this season. I think they will remain fun, but I don't think they've got enough to beat the Warriors. And we don't even need to dive into the Warriors because they are the Warriors, right? Steph and Clay, Draymond, like those three right there are enough to get any playoff series done. It really is. But then you look at Looney who is a solid big. He's very underrated. Like, truly, he's underrated. DiVincenzo, don't love, but then you've got Kaminga and Jordan Poole coming off the bench. Gary Payton Jr. just came back from injury. A really good defender. I don't know. It's too much. Too much for me. Also, have to mention this. They scored 157 points against the Blazers today. (laughs) They had 55 first quarter points. They won the game by 56. That's unbelievable. So maybe that's what they need. They needed to get onto this rhythm, but I don't know. I just, I think that they have too much. It's going to be too much for them. And uh, like I said, five or six games for the Warriors. But that said, keep that beam lit all off season because what a huge, giant, magnificent victory for the Kings this season, even just making the playoffs. Awesome. And they will be a playoff team for the foreseeable future. Let's end with this. It is that matchup of what I think is going to be the Lakers and the Grizzlies. This one is going to be fun. I talked about it a little bit, but I just, I don't have that same fire that I do for the Grizzlies. I still think that they beat the Lakers, Um, but I don't know. I think that this, that series could go six or seven games. I really do. It all will just name of the game. I know you could say this for every team, but the name of the game is health. If AD stays healthy, if LeBron stays healthy, which he always does, but if AD stays healthy, that series could realistically go six or seven games, but I think the Grizzlies are too much. I really do. Now, that's just the first round. Those are the playing games in the first round. I will dive a little bit deeper. We'll go over the second round matchups as well. Uh, But that's going to be next week. So stay tuned for that. Again, let me know your thoughts. Drop a a rating, review. Again, one star or five stars. Didn't get any terrible DMs or reviews this week. So that's a huge win. I'm going to be doing a giveaway leading up to the playoffs because I am hyped. I'm looking at it right now. Some Sixers gear, signed picture, uh, it's going to be awesome. So keep an eye out for that. It will be on Twitter shortly. Uh, but I love you all, man. This is great. Just love doing this so much. I love, I love sports. I love all of you for listening. I love basketball and boy, I love hockey and I feel so happy and just thrilled for the New Jersey devils going into the playoffs. We don't know where the seating and what that is going to match up right now, just because we're right behind, uh, Carolina for the Metro, but Boy, I love it. Jack Hughes just broke the franchise uh, season record for points in a season. The dude's a freak, and he is awesome, and I, I know that I would be friends with him. I've met him a couple times, but I know I'd be boys with him, and uh, I'm, I just I feel so happy. He makes me happy watching him play hockey, and so does the rest of the team. And you know what? Shout out Mackenzie Blackwood because he gave up the worst goal I've maybe ever seen. Uh, for the second goal he gave up against the Bruins, and then he locked in. And if we get that kind of Blackwood from him in the playoffs with VTech, oh, baby, oh, baby. I feel very, very good. Just need some more goals to uh, continue to pour in. Anyway, sorry for the hockey tangent. Love you all. Hope you have a fantastic week. Be nice to each other. Go Sixers, go Devs. And that's ball, folks. Ball, folks.